1: to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing Brett Bernstein from XML Financial Group. He is the CEO and co-founder, serves as the firm's head of financial planning and manages operations, including the firm's M&A strategy. Brett, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Our pleasure. Let's go back in time just a little bit. How did you get started in the industry in the first place?
0: Yeah, no, I uh, was going to be a pre-med student. And when I understood what managed care was from my father, who was a physician, I said, well, this stinks. And I wanted to help people. So um, I interned with what was his stockbroker, if you will, at the time, and really just fell in love with it. And uh, went to the University of Maryland School of Business, graduated and started at Merrill Lynch as a, a trainee and said, you know, this is the career I wanted to have.
1: Then I believe you worked your way up all the way to being a vice president where you were a producing sales manager for Complex, managing over $5
0: billion in assets. Yeah, I was a producing sales manager, had my own clients. Um, It was great, but I realized that I wanted to be more entrepreneurial. Nothing against Merrill Lynch. It's a great firm, but I felt that I had outgrown it for what I was looking to do at that time in my career. And then what specifically inspired
1: you to start XML?
0: Yeah. So one day uh, I was doing a sales meeting in the back and the topic was, are you getting your 60 cents worth? Meaning, right, Merrill Lynch was taking 60 cents of every dollar regenerated in revenue and 40 percent stayed with us. And I get to the back afterwards and I said to what was my partner at the time and another gentleman who currently is my partner. And I said, no, I'm not getting my 60 cents worth. And, uh, and we started saying, I wonder if the grass is really greener. Um, and that was probably two thousand three, two thousand four, so right after the tech bubble, and we really started looking around to say, was Merrill Lynch the right place for us? And ultimately, we decided it was not.
1: Then talk a little bit about XML and how you've grown since then. Yeah,
0: no, thanks. We um, so in that process, that exploratory process. You know, when you grow up in the Merrill world, you don't know anything about independent space, right? So in in our world, um, you would get paid a large sum of money to move your clientele from, let's say, Merrill Lynch to Morgan Stanley. And, you know, I couldn't look a client in the eye and tell them that any one of those firms were better than where I currently was at Merrill, um, other than maybe I was lining my pockets. And that was not what I felt was the reason I was leaving. And so we had really looked around and at the end decided that we wanted to start our own firm. And at the time, it was Linsco Private Ledger, which is now LPL uh, Financial. So we had decided to start XML Financial Group. Jokingly, the XML stands for Lynch. We wanted to have a little fun on the way out the door. The firm's not about bread or my partner, Rob. That's why our names aren't on the door. Um, But, you know, the the Roman numerals from the Super Bowl is powerful. And we decided we weren't going to take a check from anyone. And we came out of pocket. And we started in October of 2004. We started XML Financial Group. You know, could not solicit our clients. We had to hope that they would follow us. We were very fortunate that, you know, about 97% of our clients did. There's always some that can't. And we started that firm with probably $100 million and grew that firm pretty successfully, but at a, a methodical pace. To about $500 million or so, $550 million. And then in, in 2016, we decided to become an RIA and actually a focused financial partner firm. So we became, I think, the 44th partner. And since then, we've grown um, to nearly, you know, give or take the markets, right? They're moving around a little bit, but give or take um, nearing $4 billion in client assets. So it's been, uh, you know, quite an exceptional ride for, for our clients, most importantly, but for our team members and, and for us as well. Well, congratulations. That's a heck of a journey. Um, What do you attribute that growth to? I think a little bit of uh, perseverance. I think being methodical, um, not rushing into things. Um, You know, you always put a little bit on the markets, right? They have help. So I'm not going to lie and say that they haven't. You know, I think we have a good team that really services our clients well. Um, I can't control, right, what the markets do. I can't control where interest rates are. But how we interact with our clients, how we service them, the relationships we build, I think is something that that makes means a lot. And, you know, I'm not here to, to give the plug to Focus, but in all actuality, you know, and honesty to have a partner like Focus Financial Partners who, you know, has the experience they have in m and activity, you know, and the, and the pockets to help. I mean, the reality is we just announced a merger, um, that, uh, last week actually, and we will have completed inside of, well, I guess we announced inside of seven months, about $1.8 billion of client assets in the middle of a pandemic. So I think it's, you know, being the right firm with the right MA experience and the right, I think, you know, pockets of money behind us has allowed us to, to turbocharge our growth as a firm.
1: Absolutely. And congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Have you, have there been any other exponential growth strategies other than acquire acquisition?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we have a, a solid organic growth. I'm not going to say that we have, you know, the end all be all of organic growth, but we've definitely utilized um, technology like a lot of firms, different AI for marketing. We actually just launched last week um, the XML Financial Group app. You know, not many firms have an app, they have a portal, right? Whether it's e money or or something, but we actually have a client facing app that they can interact with us. They can interact with their portfolios. It allows us to push news and things. So, what we're always trying to do, I'd say, similar to a Tesla, is always be providing our clients something. And I think that's resonated as our clients, who are our best advocates, refer us business. So, I'm not going to say that we have some special sauce. But I think that just being consistent and listening to the client's needs and implementing those things. And look, being an independent firm allows us to be nimble and do that. Whereas when you're at some of these behemoths, you just don't have the ability to do these things that your clients are asking for. So I think that piece has been been very helpful for us.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, let's talk. Okay, the app is great. Um, Acquisition works. Um, what about, I mean obviously you guys are doing a great job for your clients. What about word of mouth? What about referrals? What about, I mean, do you guys do seminars? I mean, what, what are some of the other ways that you grow the practice the RAA? Yeah.
0: Yeah, great question. Um, wh- uh, seminars have been a huge thing that we've done. Um, that's how I built my whole career. I like to look at the whites of people's eyes and, and get to see them. Um, obviously, that changes, right? The pandemic changed that, and so like many firms, we had to pivot, and we did to webinars. Um, but not just market-related webinars. Uh, we've brought in CEOs of an airline, a new startup airline called Avelo, or we brought in one of the founders of Founding Farmers, a very large restaurant group. And so we've tried to do things, um, like many firms have, to engage with clients to show that there's more depth. Because my philosophy is if you're not hearing of it from me or from your advisor at XML Financial Group, you're hearing from it from somewhere else, right? Another person marketing you. So using webinars, using the seminars pre-pandemic, and we'll get back to doing those. We just have to be sensitive to, to what's going on in the world you know, utilizing different strategies of things, utilizing marketing campaigns and, and this technology and software to allow us to communicate more efficiently with clients. I think all those pieces of puzzle, you know, have allowed for more and more referrals to come into the firm.
1: Absolutely. And then I know you are believe, big believers in constant communication. How do you touch your, how often you touch your clients and how are you touching them?
0: Yeah, great question. You know, it's it's hard to find the right strategy. You know, you can look at all the technology and it can tell us how many clients are opening up an email or this or that. But we've what we've gone to is a monthly newsletter. Um, so we use, you know, a great CRM. Practify, and we like use HubSpot. I think it's a great tool and we have an amazing marketing company with us, but we do a monthly um, newsletter that we create ourselves. The goal is that it's interactive and gains people to come to our website and see things. We host webinars about, I'd say every six weeks on average. So they're getting, you know, one email a month. They're getting, they're obviously their monthly statements. They get their quarterly performance reports through a vault. Those are all communications that every six weeks or so, there's the invite to webinar. Um, Obviously with, um, important things going on the market we will reach out to our clients right so like when Russia invaded the Ukraine, we immediately put something out. The niceness about having the app is I don't have to just email it now, right You can have a notification pop up on your phone that there's something going on out there. So we are trying to be um, in front of clients as much as we can but be sensitive that you know too much can bother people so we want to make sure that it's meaningful information and not just getting out in front of them but I'd say at a minimum, every single month is a newsletter, obviously monthly statement and those types of things. That makes a lot of sense with all the success you've achieved. What's your biggest challenge now? Hiring. I think hiring is probably one of the biggest, you know, it's finding good talent. Um, we're always hiring. Um, we're willing to pay. It's finding people that are willing to work. And I, I don't know if it's a generational thing. I don't know if it's the, the pandemic has obviously changed people's perspectives and what they want to do. We as a firm have been very slow and methodical, for example, to bring people back to work. We have right now, um, we have offices in different locations. It is a come in if you want. Um, Post Labor Day, we'll start bringing people back in probably up to three days a week. And the reality is, if we can be efficient, which we are to our clients, if clients aren't demanding to come in every day, I have to be nimble as a leader of my organization to retain and attract new talent. And two of the people that we recently hired, that was what was important to them. Single parents who said, I don't mind coming in, but it's really hard on me. So if it could be a couple of days in and a couple of days of remote work, that works for me. And both people did not leave for more money. They left for better quality of life. So that's a challenge.
1: Absolutely. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing?
0: Um, I love about making the difference. I like helping people, whether it's our team members, grow financially and professionally, helping our clients achieve their goals. And the reality, like I said, why we're called XML Financial Group and not Bernstein, Kanner, Congen and Associates is it's not about me. Right? It's about creating a legacy that's going to be here long after we are, that people clump back and say, wow, you did right by my parents, you did right by me, you did right by hopefully our children. And that's what I'm most passionate about.
1: Uh, with the name of XML, does every firm you acquire have to be from Merrill?
0: <laughs> no, no. In fact, we're the only ones. And that's why we don't trade as ex Merrill Lynch. Um, when we do mergers, they tend to keep their name and then ultimately we merge it under. But the reality is, as we look through changing, you know, people said you've got a name that people remember. It's got a story behind it. You don't trade as ex Merrill Lynch. It's just where the founding partners are. So stick with the name if it's something that resonates with people. But no, um, certainly I'd love if they came from Merrill, but no, that, that has no bearing on, on who we're looking for to
1: join the team. All right. Well, we know your time's incredibly valuable. We greatly appreciate you spending some of it with us. For our folks watching and listening who want to learn more about what XML has to offer, where is the best
0: place for them to go? Yeah, thank you, Seth. It's uh, www.xmlf, as in financial, g in All right. This has been Seth Green with Brett
1: Bernstein of xmlfg.com. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. We will talk to you or see you next time.